What's up, everybody? Paflin here, and welcome to episode 1147 of Ask Pat 2.0. And you're listening here at the end of the year to a series of Where Are They Now episodes here on Ask Pat, which means we are inviting back people who have been on the show before. And today we're speaking with Jackie Bolin, who has actually been on Ask Pat twice before, once in episode 1003, which was sort of when we started doing the more coaching and, and deeper diving style of coaching versus just answering voicemail questions, which were the first 1,000 episodes. And then she came back in episode 1046 to give us an update. And there's been some really interesting developments, which is why I wanted to bring Jackie back to get an update on that, to pass it on to you, and to consider the outcome of what had just been learned and to see how you might be able to implement that into your business and into your life too. Really radically different than where I thought it was gonna be based on the last time we chatted. So really, really excited to catch up with Jackie here today. Here she is, Jackie Bolin from JackieBolin, B-O-L-E-N.com. Jackie, welcome back to Ask Pat for a third round. We just can't get enough of you. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. This will be fun. You're the, you're the first person to come in. You started in episode 1003. You were the first person we did in sort of the new coaching style where we kind of went deeper versus the voicemail questions. And then we had you back in episode 1046 and we're in the close to 1100s now, which is crazy. So I'm curious to hear what's happened within the past year, or year and a half since we've last chatted. So obviously the pandemic has happened and a bunch of other things. So I'm curious to see how you've pivoted, adjusted, et cetera. So Last time we chatted, Amazon websites, as well as some new partnerships that you were sort of feeling out. And I'm um, just, give us a quick update. What's What's been going on since? Sure. Well, lots of um, new things have kind of happened. When I talked to you last time, I had all these like ESL teaching websites and books that I wasn't that excited about anymore. And you helped me figure that out, that I just was more excited about the Amazon affiliate sites that I had. So I partnered with somebody who was going to like manage those sites and we were going to share the additional profits. But after a few months with those guys, they actually, I think they just kind of overcommitted themselves and they <laughs> kind of dropped the ball on it and they didn't really do anything. And I just would email them and say like, hey, what's up? And meanwhile, I was just kind of like losing money because like nobody was like working on those sites and those books. And I was like feeling frustrated. I just was like, this isn't what I envisioned at all, actually. So I just messaged them and just said like, hey, this isn't working out. Can we just dissolve the partnership. And thankfully, they agreed. They just said, yeah, sure, you're right. You're right. We actually did drop the ball. Sorry to hear you went through that. But yeah. you got lucky that they were cool with it. Because sometimes with these partnerships, you know, they can they can turn into a real mess. Yeah, so I was kind of annoyed. But then I just was like, okay, well, they're actually like decent guys. They just, yeah, like let it go. And it wasn't a big deal. So and around that same time, right after I talked to you, the medic update hit <laughs> all the kind of health Mm -hmm. websites and stuff. So my big website, my big Amazon affiliate website, the one where I made the most money, it kind of got hit pretty hard. And I had been working on that steadily for like a couple of years and it had been going really well. And so I tried a little bit to get it back and updating my content and updating my about section and like all those kind of recommendations. And I just eventually at one point, I just realized that it wasn't going to come back <laughs> to its original and this was a this was a Google algorithm update, or was it a Amazon? Oh, it was a Google algorithm. It was a Google update. algorithm, yeah. Yeah. So the medic update kind of hit the health, wealth, and money sites. So a lot of them, some of them actually did quite well, but then a whole bunch of them 
just kind of tanked a little bit and went down. And mine was one of them, including, yeah, including mine. So, but at that same update, my ESL teaching websites started to do well, like really well, like better than they ever had (laughs) in my, and my book sales started to increase. Wow. And so even though I wasn't super pumped up about those sites anymore, about working on that stuff, I was like, okay, the writing's on the wall, like Google loves these sites. So I started working on them and just a little bit of effort. And I hired somebody actually to write articles for me for that site. So he's been working steadily for the past year, adding content to to those sites. And I've been writing articles of my own, writing more books. And yeah, I've been started to make more money on those sites and those books than I ever have. I've kind of let go of the Amazon affiliate stuff. And now I'm like doubling down on um, the books and the ESL teaching. And I have some renewed kind of energy because I saw, yeah, the money was coming in and I was like feeling happy about it. And it felt like I was working hard, but I was getting some reward for it. So yeah, I was way more motivated. What a roller coaster, by the way, of just, I'm sure, emotion and just what do I do (laughs) next? And here's the next thing. I think the diversification that we talked about the last time was really helpful because obviously when if, if you had all your eggs in that one basket, then mm. if it gets crushed, then then there you go. And additionally, and this is very common in the Amazon Associates world, is all the Amazon affiliate stuff got hit recently too, as I'm sure you know. So the fact that you have your own products now and your own books on top of that, I mean, that that's huge. And plus, you don't have to share any of that income. And like, what what's a typical sort of work week for you now that you're managing these sites and you have writers and, and things like that? What's 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 usual now? Well, I've kind of just let go of the Amazon affiliate sites. So they're still making a little bit of money, like a few hundred bucks a month, but I generally don't really work on them. So maybe I'll get my writer to do like one article a month or something, just a few things to maintain Mm -hmm. it or keep it like a little bit fresh. But yeah, he's working on ESL teaching articles for me. So he, so I manage that. So I like come up with a keyword, I do keyword research and come up with ideas for articles. I spy a lot of my competitors, see what they're doing and what kind of articles they have that are ranking well. And I use Ahrefs. Um, There's a a competition gap or competitor gap. So I put like my competitors in there and then my own website and kind of can see what they're ranking for. And it's the best way that I found to come up with like new new, uh, blog article ideas. So that was actually super helpful when I discovered that. I was just like, oh, there's like hundreds of like new articles that I could write. And I thought I had covered most things, but in reality, I hadn't. So she scratched um, the surface. <laughs> yeah, so I do blog articles. And then I also uh, spend a good amount of time doing books. So probably about half my time is like writing or editing or getting cover designs or optimizing my Amazon listings and uploading stuff. And yeah, so probably half and half, like half website and then half half books. Yeah, that's great. Do you mind if I unpack some of this? Because I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. curious about some of the how-to here, especially when it comes to the blog posts that you're writing. SEO is becoming a thing that a lot of people are struggling with right now. And you seem to find a, some sort of strategy that works. And when you say you compare your website to others, how do you then take that information in terms of, well, there's an article that's popular on their website. Sometimes we consider, oh, well, they beat me to the punch. I can't create something better. Yeah. But how do you approach writing a topic that other people have written in a way that you know that perhaps you can eventually outrank them? Well, I like use the keyword research tool Ahrefs. Mm -hmm. And so I find the pages, you know, that people are ranking for the keywords that people are ranking for that I don't have an article covering it. And then I check their article. And some of them are just like these epic (laughs) 
so like they're just so good that I just kind of will let go okay of those ones often I will unless it's like I know a lot about that topic or I'm motivated to do it then I'll do it but if the articles um, my one main competitor their articles are not great actually I don't know they're like kind of helpful but they don't really have like images and they don't have introductions or conclusions and they're not really optimized for SEO so they have a bunch of those pages that are ranking number one for these keywords that are like say 500 searches a month or something so when I look at them I just was like oh like these are easily beatable like they have for example like if it's ESL grammar activities they'll have like six activities and I'm like oh well why don't I make an article with like 25 activities and make it just way better and make a video and like make these cool like Pinterest images and like stuff like that and then optimize I'll like look I'll put their page into Ahrefs and see kind of the main keywords they're ranking for. So maybe their article will be like the title will be like teaching English activities for grammar. But then I'll see the number one keyword that they're getting traffic for is say like ESL grammar activities. So I'll name my article their number one keyword, uh-huh, like the title, not, the title tag, which they're like not optimizing for. Right. They're not optimized for it. So you're you're actually just giving Google more of what they want based on what exactly. another website is kind of giving Google. I like that strategy. And you said 500. That's a lot of people would go, oh, that's 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 not enough. But you're targeting these smaller ones and you're sort of playing the, like, tell me your thought process on the number of people searching and like 500 in most cases, it's not that much per month, but you it's find that ton. you're getting value. It's not a ton, but I mean, each article that I write, it will be like, say if ESL grammar activities is 500, they'll be like, ESL grammar activities for adults, ESL grammar activities for teens, teaching English grammar to Uh whoever, like there'll be all these long tail keywords, which I'm sure your listeners have heard of long tail. And so each article that I write will rank for that one main keyword, usually in the top three, but then it'll also rank for like, say, in some cases up to like 500 more keywords. So even if, if, even if you're going for something that has 500 which doesn't seem like a ton, 500 times whatever, how many, and even all these keywords have like 50, 50 times 100 keywords is like a ton of volume. That's really cool. Thank you. When a person comes to your blog from one of those articles, how are you taking them into all the other things that you have, especially your books on Amazon? Is it just a link at the bottom of the post? Like, Tell us how people are getting involved in your other paid stuff. I have some pop-ups for emails. So I have a pretty active email list of like, I think 15,000 people or something like that. So I have a huge autoresponder series. And then I give away like a ton of free information. But usually in each article, I'm like, hey, if you like this information, like check out this book on Amazon or whatever. And then in each article that I write, I'll always advertise one of my books. So if it's like, say, for example, ESL speaking activities, like top 20 ESL speaking activities, halfway through the article, I'll be like, oh, hey, I have this book with ESL speaking activities. Nice. <laughs> and I'll yeah, so organically kind of in there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I'll give away, I give away a lot of information, like a lot of the activities, I give them away for free. So I'll just say like, if you like this, then you're going to love this book, or it's from this book, check out like the other 48 articles or whatever, something like that, or 48 activities. And so that and then in the sidebar, I have like some books, with links, they can go to Amazon. And yeah, and then I also do like paid advertising on Amazon. So people that are searching my books will show up like on other people's pages and stuff like that. So yeah, that's how I get people, I guess, to my books. Nice, very nice. And on the books itself, 
how are you, like what what is important to you book-wise to get even more people to find your books? Meaning are search terms important there, ratings and reviews? When you think of like succeeding on Amazon, what is helping yeah. you? I don't know. Amazon is a little bit mysterious to me. I think I mm-hmm. understand how to rank in Google. Even if I don't always succeed, I at least understand it a little bit better. Amazon, I'm only kind of scratching the surface of how to rank. But as far as I know, yeah, it's like reviews. So definitely getting reviews, which is something I struggle with. I wish actually I was better at it, but it's like, it's tough for me to ask people, I think, to to do it. So I could be better on that. But I actually do get some reviews just kind of organically. People just naturally read. And then another thing that I started doing recently is optimizing my listings. So like the description on the book, and then getting it into more categories on Amazon, and then updating my about the author section. So like someone who actually does come to my page, I hope to improve the conversion rate optimization. Because if they're there already, it's like the hard work is done. But I just want to take advantage of of them being on there and just look totally professional. Because if they're on my page, and they're, you know, like, a little bit uncertain about my book or another book that's quite similar, if I can present this super like professional page, I think it'll give them confidence, like, oh, the book is probably like professionally done as well as compared to someone who just doesn't have all that stuff down. So yeah, so that's what I've been thinking about lately or working on lately. Awesome. I, I want to ask you about, because the last couple of times you've been here, you had been somebody who had been doing a lot of things. Like you had a lot of irons in the fire, a lot of yeah. things. And now it seems like this has become the main thing. In terms of how main it is, how much percentage of your time is on the ESL stuff versus other projects, other websites, other brand-related things? Probably like 99%. 99%. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm so, curious, as somebody who did get their start by doing a lot of things, how would you, if somebody came to you and was like, you know, Jackie, should I go all in and focus on one thing or should I start by trying a bunch of things first? Where is your head at now that you've been sort of doing both? And what would you recommend to somebody who's Mm. maybe struggling a little bit with having too many ideas and wanting to try a bunch of things? I mean, I think that's like kind of a difficult question. I mean, I actually, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. No, I, (laughs) I like, I love actually having a variety of different things because like at one time, you know, the ESL teaching sites weren't going that well. And so I focused on these other Amazon affiliate sites and they were going well and I was making most of my money from them. And, then you know, they got hit and then I went back to ESL teaching. So it's like, I actually like love having, and I have having different sites, you know, and if Google suddenly decides they love one of my Amazon affiliate sites and the rankings start going up, then for sure I'll spend way more time on that site than I am right now. So but I think I so saw And so like, I think that's quite a good strategy if that's your full time job and you're depending on, you know, websites and books and whatever for your full time income, it's certainly good to have at least two kind of different, different things going on. But if you have like, it's a side gig, and you have a full time job, I'd probably focus on one thing and make it make it good. It's just a matter of time. So if it's part time, I don't know how much time people would have to devote to to doing, you know, two or three different side right, gigs, I guess. Right. Yeah. I think the biggest lesson is, and the recommendation is diversify. That's kind of important. But at the same time, you can't build all the things at the same time, right? When you mm-hmm. put your effort into something, you've put focus on it, right? Because if you were to spread yourself thin, then none of these things would have a chance, right? You've, mm-hmm. you've devoted time and energy to get to, the, to get them to a point where they were 
working and then move on to a new thing versus this is where most people do is like, I'm going to do four things all at the same time. And then each project's only 25% done in this helping nobody. And actually one of my major weaknesses is I'm good at starting things, but then, and I'm, I'm reasonably good at like optimizing them and making them, you know, like good enough, but just like all my Amazon um, product descriptions and whatever, I just started going back in the past, like say three or four months. And I was like, oh, they've been kind of crappy for like, you know, like whatever, four years or five years, like how many, how many book sales did I just like leave behind because I hadn't cared enough or hadn't had enough time or like think about it where I think in reality, if someone only has one or two books and that's all they're doing, that's where their focus is. And they're going to make it like good, good from the start. So, I mean, yeah, so I'm definitely like not starting new things anymore. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm still in the process of improving the things that I kind of a little bit rushed through and they weren't bad, but they're not. They weren't great. So I'm trying to make everything way more professional and yeah, just build trust, I guess, from the people who come to my website or the people who check out my books. I just want to be... Yeah, just be professional and then people see it and they're just like, yeah, she like knows what she's doing or like she knows what she's talking about. So I love that. I mean, the other approach is to focus on one thing and try to make it perfect, in which case it's never going to get done or you're never going to release it. I love the fact that you've sort of put it out there. You've, you've gotten it going and now you're going back again to now optimize and make things better. And you're probably going to sure. continue to do that over time and, and and improve. And I love that. So Jackie, thank you so much for the update. And where can people go to learn more about what it is that you're focusing on, uh, on now? What's the website for the ESL stuff? Sure, you can check out eslspeaking.org. eslspeaking.org. And of course, the books and everything are, are linked there. Yes. Or you can just search for Jackie Bolin on Amazon or anywhere you buy books. Yeah, you'll find you'll find me. And there. that's B-O-L-E-N? Yes, correct. Cool. Thanks, Jackie. We appreciate you. Thanks for the update and keep on going. We love it. Thanks, Pat. All right. I hope you enjoyed that rediscovery with Jackie and the catch-up, JackieBolin.com. And it's just cool to see your focus on the one thing now. Now, of course, it's easy to say, oh, I wish I could have focused on that first. Things would have been so much better. I have said the same thing as well. Oh, I wish I'd done this differently. But you know what? A lot of the stuff that you do that are considered failures or things that were more experimental, I mean, that's all part of the process. It's a step-by-step situation, an iterative process until you get to where you're at. And of course, with every step comes learning, comes lessons, comes discovery. And that's when, if you do learn from your mistakes or what you like, what you don't like, what works, what doesn't work, and you move forward with that in mind, then you can land in a place like Jackie with some really, really good profit, really, really good developments and a really, really good looking future too. So Jackie, proud of you. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much for the inspiration today and the recap. And for those of you listening, hey, I appreciate you. And guess what? We're gonna be recording more Ask Pat coaching sessions next year, obviously, and we're going into the 1200s next year, which is pretty amazing. So if you wanna get coached by me here for free, all you have to do is go and see, trying to rhyme, but it's not working out, so I'm gonna stop. (laughs) Uh, Just go to askpat.com and you can fill out the application form there and I might select you with my team to have you on the show and help you out. Truth is, I can't select everybody. There are so many submissions that come in, but focus on that application and you might get lucky and I can't wait to potentially chat with you and help you out and help everybody else out too. So thank you so much. I appreciate you for listening all the way through and it means the world to me. 
let's celebrate the end of the year here with, hey, it's the end of the year, woo! And also the new goals that we might have and the amazing opportunities that will be there in front of us in 2021. So here's to 2021 coming up. And again, I appreciate you and hit subscribe if you haven't already. And I'll see you next week. Cheers, take care. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now you might've noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.